0: Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. Let's give to the Lord today, and uh, we pray that God bless you. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go right into the Word today, okay? So Father, I thank you for all those who are listening right now in the name of Jesus, that you would bless them, that you would bring healing to their homes, restoration to their homes. I pray, Father, Lord, as they give, Lord God, that some of them are coming back from vacation, some of them are still on vacation. Let us put obedience to the Lord above anything else this upcoming year, Lord God, even especially in the area of giving. I pray that you bless every household, Lord God. I pray that you break the, the back of poverty, you break the back of pain and affliction, that you will bring a blessing, Lord Jesus, of healing and encouragement and strength to all the families that are listening especially our RCC family, Lord. Honor their faithfulness and their obedience in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Well, listen, uh, I have a word for you. Uh, And uh, the the title of my message this morning is simply called Decisions, Decisions. And I'm going to pause because I'm going to wait till our our media people put that up there for you. Decisions, decisions. Why do I say that? Now I'm gonna go right off the bat uh, before I give you the, the, the scripture, the opening scripture uh, for today. I wanna to declare something to us that I think we need to um, get rid of, that mentality, right? And it almost sounds harsh, but it's not, listen to me. Here's here's the, the opening statement of my message. A new year does not produce a new situation in your life. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna say that again. A new year does not produce a new situation in your life. Uh, So many people, that's not being a Debbie Downer, that's just setting you up for success. I think what sets us up for failure is the belief that a new calendar day, flipping of a calendar day or a new year is gonna bring success. I know that's not the message that most people are saying. They're saying, I hope this year brings you this, I hope this year brings you that. But let me just, just pause and say, no year ever brings you anything. We make the out of it what the year brings, not the year bringing to us. So the reason why I labeled this message decisions, decisions," is because this: We determine our success and our failure by the choices and decisions we make. Listen to me, all of us watching and all of us around the world, we are all byproducts of the decisions that we make on a daily basis. Whether it's a decision to compromise a little bit and get closer to our fleshy desires, a decision to walk right with the Lord, a decision to not talk to the Lord, a decision or a choice to invest your time and energy into your business even when things are tough. The little things that you decide to do on an accumulative uh, process will exponentially dictate whether you're gonna be success or failure our choices matter. I think we need to stop blaming everything on God to do things for us and blame, stop blaming things on the devil to, that, that attacks us. Our success is based on the decisions we make. If you're a new business owner, if you're in the ministry, if you're in a leadership position, your ministry is not going to grow just because you're anointed or just because you love God. Your business, your ministry, your, 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 your department, your family is going to grow when you make daily choices to change some things about the patterns that you're currently in and do something about it okay so why do i say that because we can receive a prophetic word i can receive a prophetic word and it could be from the lord but if we don't partner with the lord to make choices and decisions that line up to that word listen to me that prophetic word that is from the lord is not going to come to pass in your life you and I need to partner with God by making the right decisions in our life. And that's not only for righteousness and unrighteousness, because the more we make little decisions for unrighteousness, the more we will get sucked into that world. Because demonic power is fueled by unrepented sin and unacknowledged uh, sin. So if our sin and compromise does not go, uh, does not acknowledge by us, if it's not repented by us. That addiction that some of us, or some of you may be struggling with, will be fueled by demonic power. So now you're wrestling a couple of things, not just your addiction, but demonic power attached to that. Why? It's because of the daily choices you and I make. Listen to this. The daily choices you and I make causes either the Holy Spirit inside of us, our spirit to grow towards maturity and righteousness, or our spirit to grow dull not a new year, not a new month, not a new season. They bring nothing to us. I've been studying the scripture and I realized it's our choices that make a difference, that sets us up for the future. Now, sometimes we won't see the success of our choices till many months later, but we must start now. Someone say, amen. Destinies have been shaped by choices, decisions. Now, decisions that are made that bring success to us sometimes, or more often times, have no feelings attached to it, has no goosebumps attached to it. We just need to make a decision. When I started this church, you see this beautiful church, and some of you guys obviously know where we're at, you know our story. I had to make a decision. Do I believe that God spoke to me? Do I believe that this is from the Lord? When I got that, yes, I still had to choose to pay the price of, uh uh-oh, I got to start from scratch. But guess what? when we made those choices when we made those decisions it propelled us to the to our future some of us will never see the clarity that we want to until we start making the choices that god has called. stop delaying what god is going to bring you even your joy even your happiness stop delaying that by waiting for a new year can i just be honest with you guys because i love you 2024 is gonna bring nothing to you if you don't change the patterns that you're doing. It's not gonna magically just say, well, well, okay, wow, this year brought, this year brought a lot of pain to me and my family with what's been happening with our family and some of us in our spiritual community, I know what's happening in your family. Here's an encouraging word. It doesn't sound encouraging, but it is. It's actually gonna help you because truth will set us free, not what we think, right? Which is this, 2024 is gonna look exactly the same as 2023 unless we make choices different choices that align ourselves up to the word of god and align ourselves up to what god has spoken us to do to be fruitful in our lives it may just be a daily thing a change of instead of um crying about the same thing maybe it's taking a walk around the block every day and talking to god and processing that thing and you'll see how things change in your mind Maybe you can't change the, the the situation that happened in your family, but watch this. You can change the atmosphere. You could watch this. You could change your mindset by the choices that you make. Don't don't get stayed in that rut. Don't believe the lie that a new year is going to magically change something. Decision time. It's time for to make a decision. It's time to make a choice. Come on, say amen. I can hear you guys saying amen on the other time. If you have a ministry, if you have a business idea, if you have plans for your family. If you want to do, plan to do a vacation with your family, start making choices towards that. Start saving money towards that. A new year is not going to bring you a blessing. Your choices will. Now, the good and the bad about that is if you make the wrong choices, the wrong decisions, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, it will actually set you up to be worse, uh, a worse situation for you. Because we are all byproducts of the choices we make every day of our lives and sometimes multiple days of our lives because it starts in our mind. Now, look at this first point before I go to the first scripture because I want to make this first point. It's going to be up on the screen, okay? You will never make a decision. This is good. You will never make a decision to leave bondage or a negative situation with the uh, until the pain of staying in that situation exceeds... Your fear, your fear of change. I'm going to say that again. You will never make a decision to leave bondage or a negative situation until the pain of staying in that situation exceeds your fear of change. Sometimes God allows the, 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 the volume of the, of the pain in our lives maybe to increase because he doesn't want you to get stuck in there. He wants you to make a choice to, to get out. You understand? It's not going to just magically happen. We have to adopt that we are a byproduct of the decisions that we make. Now, why do I say that? Because in order for us to make the right decisions, I believe we need several things. But one of the main things that we need, listen to this, is godly wisdom. Let me just put it this way. Supernatural biblical wisdom and counsel from the Lord for us to make right decisions. Now, sometimes it doesn't have to be with a feeling, but it has to be a reality. Now I want you to see. We all know this, but I love this. Imagine God coming to you, and I'm gonna. This is when we're gonna start in Second Chronicles chapter one verse six through twelve in the CSB. Imagine God coming to you and saying, "You know what? I honor your righteousness. I honor your faithfulness, and I want to bless you. Ask one thing, whatever it is, and I'll give it to you. Almost like a almost like a genie, right? Like uh, in, in, the, in the in the cartoons. But this actually happened in the Bible. Imagine God saying, I want to bless you because I see your faithfulness. Ask anything you want and I give it to you. You got one shot. Most of us, we would say, hey, I want all my bills to get paid. Uh, I want uh, you know to, to live in a really good home and I, and I want uh, millions of dollars uh, from my retirement. I don't have to work. I can just focus on ministry. All that is noble and good. But you know what Solomon asked for? He could have asked for the riches. He could have asked for money. He could have asked to be to, to win over all the enemies of Israel and be the greatest king ever, which that would have been a noble, noble thing to ask. And God would have granted it. You know what he asked? He said, I know what I need. I need wisdom to make the right choices, but I need wisdom from heaven like no other man to make wise, consistent decisions and choices that will prepare, propel me to success and for the future success of my people and myself. So he asked for wisdom. Now I want you to see this in, in um, Second Chronicles chapter one. It'll be up on the screen in the CSB version. Look what it says. Now I want you to see God, the Solomon's request, then I want you to see God's response. There was no other king like Solomon. This is the message today. Ask for wisdom. Look at what Solomon said. Solomon offered in verse six, sacrifices there in the Lord's presence and bronze at the bronze altar at the tent of meeting. Now, this jumped up at me this other day. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. Now, I'm not gonna uh, go too much on that, but that was so rare. That was an extravagant offering. Right after that extravagant offering, I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever. Right after that extravagant offering, (laughs) look what happens next. That night, god appeared to solomon and said ask what should i give you do you see it was right after he said lord i just want to give you this extravagant offering as a of a as a sign of worship not as a sign of manipulation it's a sign of i'm going to give extravagant and it's sacrificial because i'm so desperate to honor you because i need answers and that same night god honored his request and honored his offering and he said ask what you want look at this and I love it. Ask ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, watch this guys. You have shown lord great uh shown great and faithful love to my father David and you have made me king in his place. Lord God, let your promise to my father David now come true. To watch this, for you have made me king over people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now grant me wisdom. Look at that. Out of anything he said, grant me wisdom and knowledge so that I may lead people for who can judge this great people of yours. Oh my goodness. Watch this. And almost like God was shocked, and but yet proud, right? He was like, oh, this is what I want. Look what how God responds to Solomon. God said to Solomon, since this was in your heart, listen, and you have not requested riches, wealth, or glory, or for the life of those who hate you. He could ask that. He goes, let me just conquer all those who hate me. Let me be victorious all the time. Let me let them fear me. He goes, the Lord says, since you didn't ask for riches, nor did you ask to, to conquer all those who hate you, and you have not even requested long life, but you have requested for yourself wisdom and knowledge that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Watch this. I will give you wisdom and knowledge I give you. Now watch this. But I will also give you riches, wealth, and glory. Watch this. Unlike what was given to the kings who were before you or who will be given to those after you. In other words, God says, I'm gonna give you this wisdom that you asked for, and it's gonna be supernatural for one reason, for you to make wise choices, wise decisions, because you you, and other people are by byproducts of your decisions. But then God goes, because you asked for wisdom, and that's what I really wanted you to ask for, I'm gonna give you the riches, because now I could trust you. Think about this. We don't have a poverty problem, those of us who are struggling financially. We have a wisdom problem. What do we do with what we have? What do we do with our money? What do we do with investments? What do we, How are we spending? Are we, should we be spending less? When we have wisdom, God could trust you, trust us with riches and honor. So God said, I'm gonna give you wisdom, I'm gonna give you riches, I'm gonna give you um, uh, victory, and I'm gonna give you honor, unlike any king before you or after you. Now, as you know, Solomon, wrote the book uh, of Proverbs. He wrote He wrote Song of Solomon, obviously, right? He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a lot of things that he wrote, but there's a lot of life principles that we learn from Solomon. And I'll talk about a little bit of some other stuff that he learned um, that also produced wisdom in his life. So with that said, uh, I, one of the things that I, I, I realized by people that make decisions that are not healthy is sometimes because they are still in a perpetual state of pain. Come on, I know, I know some of us, including myself, that we've been in a perpetual season of pain, Seen our family in pain. When we are in pain, what the enemy does, and, when we, uh, and, and if we are in bondage, what the enemy does is he tries to blind us from the voice of the Lord that will give us freedom and wisdom. Do you know that God's voice not only carries uh, strength, his voice doesn't only carry uh, healing, Do you know that his voice carries direction, instruction, wisdom? Think about if you go to a counselor uh, and you're asking advice. Imagine if he just does this. You never hear anything. You're never going to get the wisdom. But when he says words to you... His words, that counsel's words will carry wisdom that you need to make the changes. It's like wisdom is like the nuts and bolts that we need to say, oh, there it is. And tighten those little things that or or, or loosen those things that we didn't even know that were there. Wisdom does that. But once we get wisdom, then it's coupled by our decisions. Guys, I can't stress this enough. A new calendar year, a birthday year, even a spiritual birthday or anniversary of a church. It's not going to bring new things new favor new new breakthrough is a decision that you make what are the choices that you need to change insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results we have to make a change now why do i say that because uh one of the things that negative circumstances do in our life that it makes us numb and deaf to the voice of the lord that's crying out to you for freedom but also numb To wisdom, I want you to look at what happened to the children of Israel when God spoke to Moses and say, "Hey, I heard their cry. I'm going to come to them. I'm going to free them." If God were to come to you through a supernatural angel, right, or a prophet, comes knock on your door, and you're in such a season of hurt or bondage or addiction or pain, and you just become numb, right? Have we become numb, right? I've had, I've had, I've had to recognize that in my heart. And And the Lord says a prophet to your house or an angel, right, and He says, "I've heard your cry." I'm now going to answer you. You've suffered for all these years. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to give you wisdom. And imagine you're so numb that you actually don't even hear or respond to that, even though the word is going out. You know that that happened to the children of Israel. I'm going to to read it to you. You and I could miss the freedom or the wisdom that God is going to give you to make those right choices because we are in a perpetual season of pain that numbs us. I want to encourage you. Open your ears to the voice of the Lord in 2024 so that we could get out of the rut that we're in. It's not going to happen by you just sitting there. You have to listen to what God is saying to you. Amen? Look at what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 6, verse 6 through 9 in the New King James Version. Is going to be up there. Glory to God. I feel the Lord. Exodus 6, verse 6 through 9 says, Therefore the Lord told Moses... Therefore, say to the children of Israel, now look at all these good news, guys. Ready? Uh, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from uh, from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Look at this. Look at this. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God then you shall know that i am the lord look at this then you shall know that i am the lord your god who brings you out under the uh, uh, from under the burdens of the egyptian now you would think oh my god look at this great news look what's happening oh my goodness look at this right and i will bring you into the land which i swore to god sorry that i swore to give abraham isaac and jacob and i will give it to you as your heritage give me a moment because I'm live here, but some... Okay, give you a, a heritage. Look at this. Now watch this. You would think, oh my gosh, here it is. It's my answer. Watch the next verse. I am the Lord. So Moses spoke this to the children of Israel. You would think, okay, he's finally heard my prayers. Read this with me. But they did not heed Moses, the voice, because of their anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. Did you hear that? They did not hear, it's not that God didn't speak, they didn't hear the voice of wisdom, the voice of freedom, and the promise of God that was spoken by Moses to them, because they were so down, they were so in anguish, they were so in bondage, that they couldn't even hear when the voice was speaking. Let me pause and say this, maybe some of us have already had God trying to speak to us for wisdom to make some changes and choices in our life that's gonna have a different reality for the betterment of our lives in 2024. But we've been in so much pain that in our mind, God never spoke, but maybe he did. Maybe he already spoke, but we just didn't listen because we've been in so much pain. I want you to re, encourage you to reevaluate how we posture ourselves. Make intentionality to hear God's voice because God's voice does only bring healing, right? The Bible says only send the word and your, vo- and your servant will be healed. But his voice brings instruction, instruction and wisdom what to do. Some of you, you may hear the Lord say, hey, my season is up here or my season is up in my job. My season is up in this assignment that I'm doing in leadership and I'm going to another thing. I, 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 one of the worst things we could do is just do things just because we like it right? Sometimes God will speak to us and say, there's a shift coming. Come on, somebody. But wisdom, choices that change destinies don't happen without wisdom, right? So get God's wisdom. And here's how we're, how we're going to continue. I don't have too much longer uh, because I wanted to just get straight to the point. What needs to be healed then? What needs to be addressed? One of the number one things that need to be addressed when making choices, decisions. Everybody say that. Choices and decisions. Now. There's two choices and decisions, two dynamics to it. It could be your decision, or it could be God's decision. Sorry, the third one. Or it could be the enemy's decision for your life. Just because, I'm going to say this real slow because this is important. Just because you desire something does not necessarily mean it's God. Mm Mm-mm. Just because you want something, or just because you're feeling mistreated, just, just because you feel some injustice, and you and you do something because of that injustice, does not necessarily mean it's God is saying to you. So that's why you have to be healed in your mind, in your emotions, but mostly in your mind, so that you can make the right decisions. Why? Because, and you have to be, aligning yourself with scripture, right? Because what makes our choices and decisions is the state of our mind, our thought life. You can't make a healthy decision when your thought life is running crazy, or when you are uh, accusing some other people in your head so many times that it's almost like as if they already did it, right? Uh, or you already kind of pre-planned things, how someone's gonna respond. You've done that before. Oh, uh, if I say this, someone's gonna say that, so I'm gonna do this. And you already pre-planned everything, and God wants you to act biblically, not just um, how it's your convenience, right? So one of the things that needs to be healed, and listen to me closely, is our mind. Is our thought life our thought life produces our decisions that, that that's a good word right there our thought life daily thought life that creeps up on us and now has become strong in us determines the decisions whether we go this way or that way whether some people go into the area of compromise lust anger uh, complete compromise or Someone that continually has righteousness and built up in them that even when they're mistreated, their thought life is always, I'm gonna bless, I'm gonna bless. So when it actually happens in real life, your thought life will take over at that moment and it will produce an action. Let me tell you, if your thought life is negative and it's strong, what it will come out of you will be negative even if you don't want it to. So what is done in your thought life that's not changed will produce your actions. And so we need to be healed in our mind. Our mind needs to be renewed. Now, he, here's why it needs to be renewed. Because look at the next point up here. Your decisions, my decisions, here's the next point, will not only affect your life, but your decisions will affect other people's lives as well. Your decisions, your choices, especially if you're a leader of your home, if, especially if you're uh, influential in any way, especially people around you, your choices will not only affect your life for the good or the bad, it will affect other people that are close to you. So you got to realize, am I gossiping about someone just because they hurt me and now that person that I'm talking to about, they're my close friend or whatever, and now that close friend thinks something evil about that other person because they look up to that person that was venting. Whatever it is. You have to understand that our choices, um, what we do and even what we say will affect our family, will affect our, uh, our people around us. So that's why our minds need to be healed because it's not only us that are being affected guys, it's the people around you. And that's a whole nother story when you unfortunately can, can steer someone the wrong way. Now we have the power to steer someone the right way with our choices someone tells us comes to you and say i can't believe how they treated you and they're actually talk, they're actually on your side i can't believe how they treated you i can't believe how they said that about you and if you say you know what listen um that's not really not the right thing to say right now what we need to do is pray for them and uh you know what maybe god is working on me for a little bit maybe there's something that we need to do that i need to do uh that that needs more humility in my life right What that's going to do, that choice to say that at that moment is going to tell that other person that came to you like, wow, I could trust you because I came in your defense. And you're saying, look, let's be let's be godly about this. So remember, your mind needs to be healed so that you can even give good advice to the people that look up to you. Come on, somebody. That is awesome. Now, I say that because sometimes I'm almost closing. This is going to be good sometimes the 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 people that have maybe hurt you the most situations that have got you the most pain are some of your greatest teachers and some of the greatest wisdom because sometimes sometimes the pain that other people cause or life cause can propel you to make a desperate decision that will line you up to your destiny hear that sometimes pain discouragement um, unfortunate things will actually line us up to make a decision that we that turns us around and perpetually makes us on the right path. Why? Because pain made us so desperate for relief that we actually sought God. We actually did something. And, and I remember I shared this with the, with the church the other day. But I had um, a a, um, a time where uh, I was sorry. Someone's calling me. Uh, I had a time where uh just a couple weeks ago where the lord told me go around your block go around your block seven times this is a large uh block that i had to do with my pain and then uh like the walls of jericho proclaimed that the walls of affliction and pain are coming down of your neighborhood and of your family guys um i had to decide to do that i could have just said, no i pray for my house the walls will fall from my house i did some action but watch this that prophetic act that I did it, then, I, then I, I, I did it, I pushed through and I sent my hands to, the, to, my, to my house. I anointed all the walls, the windows, and I went inside and anointed my son. My, and anyways, I'm not going to see that right away the next day, maybe the next week or the next week afterwards. But that act, that decision, that choice will set me up for 2024, no doubt. Why? Because it takes time for a seed to grow. Come on, somebody. Amen. So maybe six months down the line, I will reap the benefits of a prophetic choice and decision that I made. Don't give up. Make the decision, but make the right decision. Make sure you're healed here. Because sometimes this situation you're going through will set us up for greatness. Can I hear an amen? Let me tell you something. The devil doesn't mind you going to church. The devil doesn't mind you jumping up and down. The devil doesn't mind you uh, 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 worshiping the Lord and and even being involved in ministry. As long as you don't make a decision and a choice that will radically affect your destiny and your purpose in God and extend the kingdom of God and do damage to the kingdom of darkness. He doesn't mind. I'll say this. The devil didn't mind too much of, of, of Jesus, you know, he couldn't stop it being on the earth and and, and healing people. And, and, and yeah, that was destroying his kingdom to a degree. But he's like, in his mind, he's like, okay, yeah, as long as he doesn't go to the cross, heal everybody you want, as long as he doesn't offer salvation. You know where the enemy fought Jesus the most? In the most important decision, we're talking about decision, Choices that he had to make, and it did not come automatically for Jesus. I wanna say that again. The biggest choice and the decision that affected all of humanity for Jesus to go on the cross did not happen automatically. He had to wrestle with that choice. When it came to the Garden of Gethsemane, you know the story. Jesus was sweating with big drops of blood and sweat. Why? He was about to make the greatest choice that affect all of history, all of humanity. And you know what he did? He wrestled, Lord, if it's your will, Take this cup away from me. I know what's about to happen. They're about to, dis- they're about to make me suffer. Nevertheless, not my will, but sure will be done. And that one choice, listen, the enemy fought him the most. Because the enemy said, if I could just get him not to go to the cross, I'll still win. But he decided that day on the, on the Garden of Gethsemane, it's settled. I'm going, right? Now, here's a principle, and I'm, I'm closing with this. I'm going to give you some great, great nuggets here at the end, so don't do me out. I'll give you some nuggets of how, why people make wrong decisions, and I'm going to give you nuggets of how to make the right decision, and then we're going to close. But here's the last point, but I give you that. Jesus made one of the toughest decisions that changed all of humanity, the history of humanity. Zoom in by himself alone. What's my point? Some of your greatest decisions. Oh, I feel the Lord. Some of your greatest choices that you will make is between you and God alone in that secret place. And you're wrestling. Oh Lord, what do I do? Should I start the church? Should I do this? Like, like, like with me, Lord, what and, and it has to be made in that wrestling moment. And then God will break in and he'll say, I'm with you. And if he does, if he does, not just because you want to, then you will set up for success, but then he will wait for you to do it. Here's my point. Some of the toughest decisions you will ever have to make that will change the course of your life for the good and your family and your future and your destiny will happen in that wrestling place alone between you and God. Sometimes we need to drown out all the other voices, come on somebody, that are saying this and saying that, and they mean well, but what is God saying to you? That's the choice. That's what set you up for success. Can I hear an amen? Now, this is gonna be up on your screen. We're almost done, about five more minutes, I probably five more minutes, five more minutes, hopefully, all right, here it goes. What are some of the reasons why people make wrong decisions in their life, okay? This is gonna be up on the screen. Have you ever decided, okay, we're talking about decision. We're talking about that 2024 uh, or anniversary birthday. None of that is gonna bring new hope, all right? Let's, Let's change our focus and our vocabulary. A new year's not gonna bring anything to us. Our choices will make something to us, bring something to us. The sky is not the limit is how much you want from God. I'm here to declare to you, you and I can get as much of God as we choose to. There's not a preset threshold that only uh, spiritual prophets and high ranking uh, leaders in the kingdom have access to. All of us have access to that. You name me, any person that you look up in the kingdom that you feel is having a, a close relationship with God or influential, they determine how much they get of God and so do you, it's not preset is based on our choice. So 2024, run hard after God. Now, why do people make the wrong decisions? Here it goes, ready? Number one, people make wrong decisions, number one, because of their sin and their selfishness. Listen to this, their sin, their personal sin and selfishness. All sin is rooted in selfishness, right? So when we think about self, we think about how to gratify ourselves. When we think about how to get, just get angry and just get back at God because he's allowed this to us. Believe me, I've been there, done that. It doesn't produce anything other than more frustration, more pain, more dryness, more distance from God. We need to repent. That's yeah, I said it. We need to repent from personal sin acknowledge personal sin, acknowledge compromise, acknowledge selfishness so that we could A, be forgiven, but B, have a clear mind to make the right decisions. Come on, somebody, amen? So the reason why people make wrong decisions is because they're stuck in their sin. And sin has a voice that says, do this, do that, say that, say that, don't listen to that word, or don't listen to that authority figure, don't listen to your pastor, he's just trying to get you. Sin and selfishness will do that. Let's repent of selfishness and sin so we can make right decisions. The second reason why people make wrong decisions is when they believe a lie or they believe half-truth. Let me tell you something. When you believe a lie, thinking it's the truth, it will produce a perpetual pattern of wrong behavior. If you're thinking everyone's against you, everyone's against me, everyone's against me, everyone's against me, and you believe that lie, and maybe one or two people you know, or or have said some stuff about you, but you think the whole world is against you, you're going to act as if literally the whole world is against you. And you're going to be defensive all the time. No one can get near you. And the very thing that you need, you're going to propel away. You have to stop believing the lies. Watch this. Half truth or not hearing the whole side of the story is also believing a lie. You and I can't make the right decisions if we are hearing only, watch this, one side of the story. Listen, listen, I'm zooming in on the camera. If someone if you found out someone says something about you, or if you found out somebody uh, doesn't like you, or, or some other situation in your job, or in your ministry, or uh, in your family, and you only hear one side of the story, or someone else tells you about that one side, and you hear it uh, a hearsay, please do yourself a favor and don't lock that in as, as truth and gold, because then you're going to act upon a lie. Until you hear both sides of the story, until you hear both sides of situations, see both sides of the situation, don't make a decision just because you're in pain, all right? Don't believe the lie. Lies, believing lies will make you make wrong decisions in life. Number three, the reason why I make wrong decisions, this is going to sound old school, but it's going to be up on the screen. Wrong company and bad influences. Bad influences and wrong company. And I think about that. What is bad company? What is wrong company? It's, it, it's our friends, mostly. Our inner circle or the people we allow in our lives. I don't care if they're close to you or you're close to them. What kind of godly maturity do they have? What kind of godly counsel do they have? Just because you're close to someone or decide to be close to someone doesn't necessarily mean they're beneficial to you. Glory to God. Wrong company destroys good character. I'm going to read that in a second and also bad influences. What we're reading, what we're watching, what we're allowing into our spirit will make you make the wrong decisions. We're talking about decisions, right? You wanna make the right decisions? Evaluate your company. Who's speaking into your life, right? Who, who, who's, who's, uh, who's, who's around you, right? Uh, and some people, they do that on purpose. They wanna be on the top, so they always surround themselves with people that will never challenge them because they they don't want that accountability back on them. Be careful with that that you're not the only person that's on the top and no one's correcting you and yet no one's no one's pointing the finger back at you. Believe me, I have some people even outside of the church that are that do that and I give them permission to do that. Right? If you're a leader and you're watching, you better need you better have someone that is loves you enough to correct you and don't be defensive when they do because they're doing it for your own good. We can't just say, we can't make the right decisions if we think that we're the right ones all the time. So look, look at what the Bible says about wrong company. First Corinthians chapter 15, I'm almost done. Verse 33, this is good stuff. Give me five. Come on. Hallelujah. All right. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 in the CSB says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. That word corrupts is that slow process of decay. So it doesn't happen right away. That's why you don't see it. It's a slow corruption. And all of a sudden, months, and months and months, you realize, man, why? I, I, I've just cut off a lot of important people in my life because of one or two or three people were feeding me these false information. So, uh, or lifestyle is wrong, their lifestyle is wrong. You know, uh, so those of you who are compromised and trying to dabble into the world, it's only a matter of time before you start making some really wrong decisions. Watch this, that will hurt you and the people that you love eventually. Get the right company. Get the right. Get some godly people around you. Get the right influence around you. Come on, somebody say amen. Look at what uh, Proverbs thirteen. This is the last scripture. Glory of God. Verse thir- Verse twenty. Proverbs thirteen, verse twenty, in the CSB. Look what it says. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Let me say that again. The one who walks with the wise will become wise. If you walk with wise people, you will become wise. Whoa, shocker. Revelation. Newsflash, you walk with wise people, you will become wise. Do you want to become wise? One of the ways is start getting wise people around you, not just people that you could talk down to or or, 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 or give instruction to. No, have people that challenge you, that are above you spiritually. You need to have people that are, that are more wiser than you in the room. Come on, somebody, so that you could gain wisdom. But it says, but a companion of fools suffers harm. All right, that is the the third reason, wrong company. The fourth reason people make wrong decisions, and I'm almost done, when past experiences are controlling your present, when your past uh, trauma, when your past trauma is triggering you, when your past uh, pain is uh, causing a dictation in your present life, you will make wrong decisions and you will be thinking that you're making the right decision but you're making the wrong one because it's filtered through your pain so i want to just share with you that this is important start realizing what is making us make the wrong decisions identify your personal sin stop believing the lies get the right company and the, and, the, and the influence in your life, and don't let your past dictate your, your present. Know that some of your choices are a direct result of your past. Some of you are scared to be involved in church because of your past experience. That's not the voice of God. That's the voice of the, of the past. Get rid of that past experience and learn how to trust again. Now, with that said, I'm closing with this. How do we make right decisions? I already told you the, the signs of making wrong decisions. How do we make the right decisions? I'm closing. Here's what I call layers. It's gonna be up on your screen, last couple of slides. Layers of wisdom for effective decision-making. In other words, there's layers of wisdom, right? Not, so when someone says, well, you need wisdom, which I've just been preaching, right? Solemn after wisdom. Okay, but there's layers of how to get that wisdom, okay? Here's how we get the different layers of wisdom to make the righteous choices. Are you ready? Here it goes, number one, through prayer. Look at it on your screen prayer. That would be the next point. Prayer will bring the voice of God that will bring instruction. So when we have a lifestyle of intimacy, when we have a lifestyle of prayer, the Holy Spirit will then speak to us certain things. There are certain things that God has given me wisdom in simply because I just went to God in prayer. The whole apostolic shift that happened with me is because i went on a sabbatical because i went searching for god and i go god something is missing I, like i there's something like i there's something that you're trying to tell me and it wasn't until a week and a half later when i was in north carolina that god spoke to me about the revelation of acts chapter 6 and chapter 7 how what i'm entering into like my daily pastoral roles i've given to uh like staff meetings and some of the prayer meetings some of the minimal stuff i've given it to my associate I can now focus on more apostolic mantle uh, and calling on my life that the Lord has called me in, but I couldn't do that. Watch this. If I didn't have prayer, if I didn't go out and pray and hear the instruction of the Lord, I would have never got that. So a big part of making right decisions is start amping up your private prayer life, intimacy life, right? Uh, the second one is similar. Get in the word, get in the scriptures. The scriptures will give you wisdom like no other thing. Here's why. The voice of the Lord and the word of God are synonymous. They will never contradict each other. Come on, give me a high five. Bang. Listen, this is what I mean by that. You will never hear the Lord say something to you that is contrary to his word. So when you now do the second thing or daily in his word, you will recognize more when the Lord speaks, if it's the devil or if it's you or if it's God. Why? Because if it aligns to his word and if it doesn't contradict his word, then it's usually God. All right, but he but in the scriptures itself, the written word, which is rhema to us, just by reading Proverbs, Psalms, just by reading stories of the Bible will give you wisdom on how to tackle the situation that you saw similar in scripture that is in real life. So get in the word. You want to make some good choices? Get in the word like never before in 2024. If you don't, 2024 is not gonna give you anything. Get in the word, get in scripture. That's going to give you wisdom thirdly and I'm almost done literally almost two minutes studies and readings on specific life subjects in other words another layer of wisdom is when you start studying stuff on YouTube uh, on your trade on your occupation even on ministry reading books on on certain things that you feel drawn to whether it's uh, cooking culinary you know uh, whether it's construction those are things that also give you a layer of wisdom reading some things, you know, other life principles, obviously, this is going to give you a layer of wisdom in your decision making, right? If you want to start a ministry, start getting books and reading books on on missions or on pastoring or on counseling. I remember years ago, uh, Pastor Keith, when we were uh, at our former church, he uh, bought a book called I think the eight habits of effective uh, uh, connect group or subgroup. Well, that was a, that was a tool that brought wisdom on how to do uh, effective connect groups, right? And we learn from the, those principles of that book. So there's other booktop that, that could give you wisdom. And then lastly, listen to this. Uh, 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 a last thing that gives you layer of wisdom is your personal experience. Now, we talked about the negative side of that, but I will say this. Your negative experiences and your positive, both, not either or, still can give you wisdom. Why? Because your negative experiences will cause you to not go down that path again once you experience freedom. Someone say amen. Once you experience freedom, you will know never to go back to that dark path that brought you in pain in the first place. So your negative experiences will cause you to forgive, to move on, and to not go to that road again. But your positive experience in your past is also learning curves. I would tell this to everybody. Other than the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, one of the best teachers in life is what you go through. I have learned so much about patience, about this affliction that I'm going through. I have learned so much about mercy and being merciful to other people with what I've been going through. So my personal experience gains me wisdom to make the right choices. So in summation, prayer, the scriptures, studies and readings of books, your personal experiences will add to your wisdom. I'm here to tell you, if you apply these things to your life, you will make the choices that will set you on course to propel you, to usher you, to advance the kingdom of God and to do damage to the enemy's kingdom and to bring healing to your soul and to people around you. Can I hear an amen? It's time to make the right decision. Don't just stay there anymore. Don't just get stuck. Don't wait for things to happen to you. Don't wait for 2024 to come to you. Do it now. Make a decision now and you will see change come into your life. Come on, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for us that you would filter out, Lord, just the, the unnecessary waiting for something magical to happen, but this year that we will make the decision to go hard after you, to pray, to to confront our past, to confront our pain, so that we could see and make the decision that will propel us to our destiny, to our calling, to the purposes of God that you have for us. Cleanse us, forgive us from all of the things that we have allowed. And we ask that this coming year, we make the decision that will propel us to our destiny and fruitfulness in you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit RemnantChristianCenter.com.